0: Today we're on the second of our series entitled Beyond the Law, and we're looking at the Ten Commandments, as we had read just now, and how the Lord expands, fulfills, or or directs us to obey him in the Gospels. We've heard the first of the Ten Commandments that God gave to Moses when they came out of slavery in Egypt. God wants to give them the laws before they went into the Promised Land to ensure that they were different from the surrounding nations who they would mix with and who had a multitude of idol worship and cruel conscious cultures. I am the Lord your God. Who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery? You shall have no other gods before me. We've also read and heard the Lord's Prayer in a dramatic presentation, and that starts with the same God, but with a different emphasis. We move from God, from the Lord, your God, to our Father. From a negative command not to have idols to a positive affirmation that God is our Father. From God, who could only be approached by Moses and had to be on Mount Sinai, to our Father, who invites us to pray to him and shows us what he is like in the person of Jesus. So let's look at this word Father. What does that mean for us in 2022? And let's ask the question, what was the relationship with our father or fathers? Why do I ask that? Because for some of us, our experience of our own fathers will affect how we view our Father God. And here are some suggestions. They're not exhaustive and they probably won't cover everything that you felt about your fathers. But here's some suggestions. Was your relationship with your father disappointing? Inspirational? Did he inspire you to follow him? Follow his example, his job, uh, how he dealt with people? Was it abusive? Was it strict? Was it loving or approachable, distant or too busy? Or was he a great role model? We'll come back to those in a minute. But now can we look at those of us who have been fathers? And I do apologize to those of you who have not been fathers or who could never be fathers uh, because you're female rather than male. Forgive me for that. But we are looking at our Father God. And there are lots of things. How do we get on? Did we love it? Did we struggle? Did we feel love by our children and grandchildren? Did work take precedence? Did we feel we'd failed? Are we saddened that our children are not going on following Jesus? Are we a poor, or have we been a poor role model? Or did we find it very rewarding? Can I go back to those two things of feeling we failed and saddened? Over the last week or so, I've talked to two fathers who've given me permission to tell the story, but we'll leave their names out. And one told me that he felt he'd failed when he was standing outside the door of his 16-year-old child. Those teenage years were tough in that family. And the door was locked and he was beseeching to come in. And he stood out there and he said, I felt I was a failure as a father. The other dad that we talked to said that he was saddened that his children were not following Jesus. A very real sadness. And that may be true for some of us today. But what is our father God like in comparison? Can we look at the relationship with our fathers and compare it with Jesus who came to show us the father? Let's go through them. Disappointing? No. Jesus said, "I came that you may have life and that you may have it abundantly." Inspirational role model? Absolutely the greatest teacher the world has ever known, God in human form, yet a servant who washes his disciples' feet and willing to die to save us from our sins. Abusive, no. Strict, well, can I use the word challenging instead? Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. What a challenge. It's a bit like the drama we had just now with God interrupting and coming into our lives and making us think. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? So disappointing, inspirational, abusive, strict. Then loving. Jesus was mixing with tax collectors and sinners. And let let me just remind you that tax collectors in that culture were bracketed with murderers. If any of you are working in HMRC, I do apologize. But they were really ill thought of because of the way they behaved. And the Pharisees, of course, uh, grumbled and said, this man receives sinners and eats with them. He loved them even though they were sinners and tax collectors. He told them the parable of the the sheep and the hundred sheep that he had, one got lost. He left the 99 and went to look for the one that was lost. Why, because he cared, because he loved. And when he came back, he didn't just say, well, that's great, he said, just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. God loves us all. Approachable, I love this one. Let the children come to me and do not hinder them, for such is the kingdom of God. That's an amazing statement. A little child is received because such is the kingdom of God. Not for some of us when we think we're good and able and gifted. Distant, just before he went to heaven, he gathered the disciples together and he said, Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Too busy? No. I love that story of Martha and Mary. Martha busying herself to make the supper, and Martha just sitting at Jesus' feet. And she complains very understandably. And Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it won't be taken away from us. Spend time with Jesus, because he wants to spend time with you. So we come to that opening uh, phrase in the Lord's Prayer, our Father hallowed be your name. And in the drama, uh, Alan asked, what does hallowed mean? And God said, it means honoured or holy or wonderful. Let me just briefly unpack those three things. How do we honour our Father? Well, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. It's very straightforward. but Boys, it's hard, isn't it, sometimes? I will pray the Father and he'll give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. I will not leave you comfortless. So that's honored, holy. And this is the difficult one, isn't it? Because if he's holy, how should we approach him? Because we are sinners, complete opposites. But the good news is, as Niv reminded us early in the service, that if we confess our sins, <laughs> He is faithful and just and forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So let's finish by reminding ourselves how wonderful our Father is and what he's done and who he is. Jesus said, I've come to give you life in abundance. The greatest teacher and an example of servant leadership. Challenging. If anyone wants to come after me, let him deny himself. Loving, he comes searching for the one who's lost. And if that is you, please remember that our Heavenly Father loves you. Approachable, whatever our age or status or gender or our messy background, we can come to him because he said, I will always be there for you to the end of the age. Two questions, if we feel far from our Heavenly Father, who moved? If we feel far away from our Heavenly Father, who moved? And if we feel distant from our Father, are we too busy with living to give him our time our love, and our life. As I finish, can I encourage us to do something every day this week? Can I encourage you to say this prayer every morning? And as the drama said, to mean it. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name your kingdom come in my life, your will be done in my life.